Hi, my name is Thomas Beck, and I'm an avid listener of the Dad Tired podcast, um, avid reader of the Stop Behaving book uh, from you, Jared. Um, I just wanted to take an opportunity to, to let you know um, the impact that you've had uh, through your ministry, through your podcast, through the Facebook page, through other dad tired dads out there. As I was, I was just driving in my car, listening to your podcast, man. It was, it was just like I got hit with a spiritual ton of bricks. What's up, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. So good to be with you. Uh, thanks, Thomas, for calling in, leaving that encouraging word, man. It's always so encouraging to hear from you guys and hear how the Dad Tired Ministry is just helping you fall in love with Jesus and help your family do the same. He was referring to, Thomas left a message referring to last week's episode about how to be joyful in non-joyous times. He just went on to talk about how that episode really impacted him in kind of a uh, in a season where he was feeling uh, like he didn't have much joy and he's feeling grumpy all the time. So appreciate that, man. Appreciate you calling in. If you'd like to call in and leave a message uh, and have it played here on the show, I'd love to hear from you. My number is 615 863 4598. Again, that's 615-863-4598. Call and leave a message. Tell me your name and where you're from. We'd love to put you on the show as well. Um, today we're talking with Mac Brock, the worship leader who's written many of the songs that we sing in our churches. He's going to talk about his journey as a husband and a dad. But before we dive into that, I do want to thank my friends over at Skylight Frame for sponsoring this episode. A lot of you guys know that Mother's Day is just around the corner. You're trying to figure out what gift to get your wife and or your mother. Uh, that was me. I'm always trying to figure out how to give good gifts. I'm actually not a very good gift giver. <laughs> uh, it's a skill and a muscle I'm trying to grow in, but I'm not very good at it. But I did get one of these skylight frames for my mom, uh, and she loves it. Uh, skylight frame is a it's a digital photo frame. It looks just like a real photo frame. It's, it's black. It, it looks like a this beautiful photo frame that you put in your house it's but it's digital and so you actually it's, it takes about 60 seconds to set up you turn it on plug it in connect to your wireless network and then you set up a custom email address and you can actually email photos straight to the frame and they'll just show up uh, instantly they're they're amazing it's on this gorgeous 10 inch touchscreen uh, frame so what I did is I set it up set my mom up a custom uh, email address and then I just emailed a bunch of photos of all the grandkids straight to the frame and then she has it down in her house in California. I'm up here in Oregon. So whenever I take a new picture on my phone of my kids, her grandkids, I just actually email over those photos to her frame and they just show up immediately. And she loves it. She's always uh, talking about how much she loves that frame and how she's always gets to see new pictures of her grandkids all the time. I love Skylight Frame because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love your Skylight Frame, they're going to offer you a full refund which is insane. You can preload these uh, all your with all your favorite photos. It's a personalized gift. Send the pictures to your wife, to your significant other. You can put it in a home office. You can put it at, at where they work. You can give it to a grandparent. They just make really, really good gifts. Uh, the person who has the frame can even you know tap on the screen and, and kind of favorite or love the pictures that indicate that they love the pictures that you're sending, which is always cool to get that kind of feedback. Um, if you want to get one of these as a gift for, again, your wife or a grandparent, they make such great gifts. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer, you can actually get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you text TIRED to 484848. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just text TIRED to 484848. That's T-I-R-E-D to 484848. You'll get $10 off 
your skylight frame. I also want to thank my friends over at Marriage After God for sponsoring this episode, Marriage After God. Good friends of mine, Aaron and Jennifer, they have a book coming out called Marriage After God, which you can go get right now on Amazon. Pre-order that book. You're going to want to get it as soon as it comes out. Amazon has a pre uh, price match uh, or price guarantee. I don't remember exactly what they call it, but essentially if you order it now, you're only going to pay whatever the lowest price is between now and when it actually launches. So you don't have to worry about like what price is it going to change between now and then. They'll they'll give you the lowest price that it is between the time that you order it and the time that it actually releases. Um, but Marriage After God is such a good book. It's become one of my favorite marriage books. I endorsed it. Uh, I love it. I recommend it all the time. I literally just recommended it to a, a dad tired listener this morning. Uh, one of the things that I love about the book is at the end of each of the chapters, they actually put reflection que- questions for you and your wife to go through. And that's what I love about Aaron and Jennifer. They know they're not just trying to give like fluffy information, but they're very candid. They're very raw. They give very biblically based truth gospel centered stuff for you to study on but then they also want to make sure that it's very applicable to you uh, and so they put these like they're not again not just like fluffy kind of cheesy questions but very very intentional questions for you and your spouse to go through as you read through the book it's going to draw you closer to each other and to Jesus it's a great book I can't recommend it highly enough go over to amazon.com order the book, pre-order the book, Marriage After God. It comes out very soon, so make sure you get your copy of that. Without further ado, let's dive into, oh, actually, before we dive into today's episode, I do want to also thank you guys. We are just about, I think we got 10,500, 10,500, 600-ish dollars of our 15,000 that we're trying to raise to do more Dad Tired conferences. Uh, I would love for you guys to continue to support if you're a business and you're looking for a way to get tax write-offs while also changing lives. Uh, This is such a good way to do that. If you're just an individual who wants tax write-offs and you also want to support the ministry, you believe in the ministry, um, man, it would be so helpful. We're very, very, very close to our goal, just over $4,000 away from hitting our goal. So please, 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 please help us get there. Go to dadtired.com forward slash donate and you can make a tax deductible donation there. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Max, super glad that you took the time to hang out with us today. I know you're busy, but for those people who may never have heard of you before, tell us who you are and what you're up to these days. Uh, I am a worship leader uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. And yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I'm a dad as well. But what what I kind of do is, is lead worship. I was at Elevation Church for a long time, um, for about a decade. And about two years ago, kind of stepped into a new season. And uh, it's me and my wife. I have a son who's seven named Harvey and a little girl named Cyrus who's four. Nice, man. And you're out in uh, Charlotte? Yep, Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, I I need to thank you, first of all, because uh, my kids are always running around singing the songs that you helped write. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's a good thing. It's a great (laughs) thing. Not an annoying thing. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's a great thing, man. There's nothing cooler than hearing your kids like run around the house like worshiping as they're putting Legos together, right? Oh, uh, that's um, awesome. I love yeah. hearing that. Yeah, so. My kids are singing like marshmallow songs <laughs> or In the Middle by Marin Morris. 
awesome. Yeah, well, my kids are obviously super spiritual, so. Right, I know. I need to spend, time, spend more time with you. Yeah, man. I just, uh, my son, he's seven. I've got a seven-year-old son, too, and uh, I just bought him a cajon. So he's been leading worship at our little church, playing the cajon. And, oh, uh, dude, that's amazing. There's nothing better than that, man. Like, I don't know if your kids are starting to get into music and stuff, but uh, yeah, man, like the, it just brings me so much joy for him to like all week want to practice songs and show up to church and help lead people in worship. It's man, amazing. I love that. I love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'd love to hear kind of about the transition. Like you went through a pretty big transition. You were at Elevation Church for a long time, helping write songs that the whole world is singing uh, to Jesus, which is just incredible uh, to think about. And uh, you're putting words in the mouth of the bride of Christ for like the world, man. That's insane. Mm -hmm. But uh, so you did that for like a decade and then um, you transitioned. What was the what prompted the transition? Uh, I mean, it kind of just came out of feeling like the Lord was just kind of leading me and my wife into a new season. We didn't know what it was going to look like. Uh, and it kind of, you know, it didn't start from like this event occurred and then it led to our transition. It was more like a prompting in my spirit to just at least start praying. Like if the Lord asked me to leave, would I be able to, or, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like, if, if I asked you to let this part of your life go, could you do it? And for a long time, I think I was like, no, I'm good. I, I like where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. I'm fine just sticking around here. Yeah. And ultimately just came to a place where it was like, nope, I think our season's done. Our assignment is over here. So we need to step into something new. And so the last two years have kind of been that newness. And, you know, it's, I think whenever you kind of like make a transition like that, or even, even where we're at now, it's, it's very not, uh, stable like my my kind of calendar is always kind of chaotic or different it looks way different from one month to the next uh but just feeling like man like we're we're right where the lord like wants us to be right now and so me and my wife just there's like so much peace and grace like over our family and over our marriage and and it's just been a really interesting but really like amazing last couple of years kind of just walking into this new territory What's made it amazing? Uh, I think the biggest thing is um, I've just, just I've told people like I think stepping into something as as big of a transition as we did together as like a couple and together as like a family. Whenever you're just obedient to the Lord, whether it's small things, but but especially in like kind of big life decisions, but you're obedient together. There's just a I don't know, like a unity that comes along with that, that I think the Lord blesses and kind of like nourishes. And so I think that, you know, if I were to describe it as that, I would, I would, I would point to that being like the main cause of like, man, like there's just like a lot of, I don't know, just grace over our family and and just a really good season. And I think it, I think it's attributed to, to that. Were you, were you both thinking that transition was going to happen or did, did it like start with you? Did it start with her? Yeah, it started, it started with me kind of just opening up to her about like, Hey, for some reason I'm like wrestling with this. I don't really even know why. Um, let's pray about this together. And so we, we'd have like, you know, a lot of times where we'd like pick a couple of days and we'd fast and pray together and see what the Lord was telling us. And 
mean, it was a long process for us, like praying through that, but, um, but kind of, I don't know, we were in constant like communication with each other through that process. Yeah. When you have gotten in the spot in the past where you feel like you, uh, maybe there's a season of like change or there's about to be a decision. Are you usually the one on the front end of that? Um, no, I mean, I would say it's probably equal. You know, we've, we've Mm -hmm. had other seasons where, I mean, honestly, like when it came time to have kids, that was, that was a a thing that Meredith initiated. And Mm -hmm. and she was the one that kind of was like, Hey, I'm ready when you are, (laughs) you know, that's obviously like a a really big decision. And and with both of our kids, I think I, I was more hesitant and kind of scared and nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm how good of a dad I'm cut out to be. And it made me like really just kind of like, yeah, just gun shy, I guess a little bit of like, I don't know if I want to do this, you know? Um, and, and it took, I don't know. It kind of just took a lot of like, prayer with her through that process to even get me to a point to where I was like, yeah, like actually I want to do this. I want to try this. How <laughs> I want to try having kids. Let's try right, this whole right, having right. kids thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. How old are you at that point? Uh, 26 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How, do you mind me? I, well, I could do the math, but I'm terrible at math. Like how old are you now? Yeah. yeah so I'm 35 now. My 35 son, now. Yeah, so my son is about to be eight this summer. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy to think. Like, we had, we started having kids when we were in our 20s. And I feel like for me personally, like, I didn't, like, become a man until I was, like, 30. Like, something switched in my head. You know how they say, like, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You fully develop as a man. Your brain fully develops, like, at 25 or something. I'm like, I think it was 30 for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And just thinking, oh, yeah. Me, like, I'm, I'm still kind of, trying to figure out when I'm going to make that switch. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. 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 So just thinking through like having kids as a, in your twenties, man, it's like, it's great because you're young, but also like, I don't know anything, dude. Like I'm, Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it still is for me, but I, I do feel like I have a better grasp, a better grasp of it. But it's just, I mean, part of the thing with being a parent that's like is crazy is that every season is like a new season, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whether you have one kid or whether you have five kids, like every season you're walking in with your kids is something that you've never done before yeah. and you've never experienced before. And so it's like, I hope I'm doing this right. I'm going to yep. do the best that I can. But it's it's the ultimate you have to just kind of trust the Lord in so many areas and just trust the Lord that like, uh, that you're not going to mess your kid up. (laughs) That that was like what I was terrified of is like, seriously, is like, what am I going to say to them that might stick with them the rest of their life? Or what am I going to do? That's not going to mean anything to me, but will massively, massively like shape their character or who they are. And it was such a heavy way. It was like such a big burden for me. That's why it took so long to kind of even get on board with like wanting to have kids because I was so scared of all that stuff. And and it was really like a, a process that I had to kind of walk through just in my relationship with God and what that meant, how I viewed God and, and, and just my trust level of him mm. and what I could kind of hand over to him and just kind of walk in his sovereignty and I'll mm. still do my best. I'm still going to 
work hard at raising my kids well and, and, and loving them well and disciplining them well and all that stuff. But ultimately I've had to learn that like, I can't control the outcome right. of, of their life. You know, that's right. up to the world. Yeah. I always tell guys like God knew before the creation of the world, how broken and messed up you were and are, and still chose you to parent your kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think God's sovereignty, man, is huge. Like we're partnering with him and raising his kids really. And, uh, I just told some guys this last week and it, our goal isn't to be the perfect dad, but just point back to the perfect dad, point right. back to the perfect father. So did you have, like, was your dad around growing up? Did you have a good relationship with your dad? Yeah. And that, that's one of the things that I was kind of like the learning, a learning point for me is, is my, I have a really awesome, loving family. My dad's a pastor in South Carolina and very, um, I don't know. He was like very involved, like in my life and, taught me so much and was very loving and very, you know, all the good stuff. Yeah. And, and I know how broken I still am mm. and how, you know, like even in like a, an incredible environment, I still know all the things that are kind of like messed up about me. Mm. Um, but the Lord is still loves me. The Lord still is, is chosen me and, and is using me. And then I look at my wife who kind of had a really gnarly childhood yeah. and, just comes from a way different background than me and and she's broken just as much as me but also loved just as much as me and redeemed just as much as me and 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 so it's like I when I stepped into fatherhood it just really opened my eyes to like how you can really take two people from total opposite situations and upbringings from their parents and kind of still turn out the way that God intended them to be, you know, yep. Yep. and and still are doing, I don't know, like living in, in God's calling for our lives, both individual, individually and together. Yep. Yeah, man, God is using our wives to make us more like him. He's using our kids to make us more like him. Like they, I think there's, they're just, they have an equal part in shaping our character uh, as we do theirs, you know, like I, j- yep. I just really believe in God's sovereignty over all that stuff. And yep. that's why the, it, that's the only way that it can work. Like two different. Yeah, it's the only, and it's the only way to not drive yourself crazy yeah. <laughs> with yep. stress and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it sounded like you were hesitant to be a dad. Was it, I mean, was it what you expected it to be? And, and I guess that question, I'd ask that question for both being a father and in marriage. Like, was was marriage what you thought it would be? Was parenting when you finally decided to go all in on that? Was it what you thought it would be? Yeah, um, it was. And this kind of sounds cliche to say, but it was way way better yeah. than I ever imagined. I mean, I'm a very selfish person, and I'm a very yeah. self. You know, I'm I can get very self absorbed, and I like what I like, and I want to do what I want to do when I want to do. You know, like mm-hmm. all the natural instincts that we have as just humans. Uh, that I was scared to, to relinquish all that <laughs> for, yeah. you know, for yeah. a kid. And honestly, it's been the best, it's been the best thing in my life, dude. Like I love leading worship and I love songwriting and I love getting to do the things that I get to do. But the best thing in my life is being a dad and the best mm thing about like who I am is the fact that I'm a dad 
Mm. And so that's been just such a bless, like that's been just such a, I mean, a blessing, but also just a life changing reality, yeah. you know, in, of who I am. Uh, yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. I had a mentor tell me once, uh, when I was like in ministry and like kind of stressing about transitions sounds similar to uh, you're going through or you've gone through a lot of transitions in ministry too. And I was kind of like, I was in a season where I was transitioning and kind of stressing about it. And he told me like, he's like, Jared, you'll have probably a million job titles by the time you die. Like you'll do a, a million different things, but the things that won't change, like the titles that you'll have when you die are you'll be a father, you'll be a husband and mm. you'll be a disciple. Like those yeah, are the three so things that will go with you when you die. So just yeah. work on those. Like who cares about all the other stuff? Right. And it was so freeing for me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, that's true. Like right. you know, God, God uses us. We do whatever we're going to do for his kingdom. But at the end of the day, like we're dads, we're husbands, and we're disciples first and foremost. Yeah, on your tombstone, it's not going to read like accountant. Exactly. Or, <laughs> or exactly. you know, yeah. or banker or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah, that's such a good, uh, a good realization. Yeah. So the transition, man, like two years, what, what's it been like? What are you doing? What are you, what are you feeling? And what Yeah, I mean, so I've been kind of a little bit doing the same thing that I've always done, just not uh, at one particular church. And so yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still songwriting and I'm still releasing new music and leading worship. Um, I still travel a lot and like at churches and, and I'm leading worship, but also I'm a part of, you know, um, I'll go on tours and stuff as well, but it's all worship for me. Um, you know, if I have like a night that's like quote unquote, like a concert, it's still just like a worship night. And yeah. it's, that's, that's who I am. I'm a worship leader. Um, I'm not a very good like artist, uh, <laughs> or, you know, what do you like, mean by that? What do you mean? Like, I'm not a, I don't consider myself like a singer, songwriter, artist, creative, as much as I consider myself just a worship leader, that that's like, that's my calling. And that's what I want to press into the most out of anything. I know yeah. I do want to be creative. I do want to be a songwriter. I want to push that skill set. But when I'm ranking, like what's valuable to me or like, what, what do I value? It's like just being a worship leader and that being like my main, this kind of like intentionality is like what's, first and foremost. So can I ask you a question on that? I think that's, that's really interesting. Some, for people who maybe don't have any experience, like in the kind of the leading worship background, would you say that you feel more comfortable when you're like leading people in song versus like playing songs for people to listen to? Like if you were staying yes. on the state, is that yep. kind of the distinction? Very much so. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, if I'm doing something, um, that's less like engaged with other people, that's like weird for me. It's right. hard. <laughs> it feels yep. like I'm doing something wrong. Yep. Yeah. Let me, uh, so the, here's kind of a interesting question um, that I, so I used to work at a big church and we would host a lot of conferences, our concerts where, you know, some big artists would come through. We'd always have like David Crowder band would come through and Chris Tom yeah. and all the, you know, it's kind of these big artists would come through and play. Um, and something that was always like weird to me that I've never really like talked about, but Oh, we would call them worship nights. Like, hey, come for a worship night, right? Uh -huh. And and uh, 
And so we would like kind of market it as a worship night, but then you'd have to like pay ticket, pay like 50 bucks or whatever to come. <laughs> and I was always like kind of weirded out by that. Like, I, I, I mean, I love music. I love seeing, like I'll pay to go see, I get like support the artists. Like, you know, you guys, you guys are trying to support your families and all that stuff. I totally get it. But there was just all this stuff in the back of my mind. Like, is this the stuff that like Jesus would flip the tables over, you know, like paying people to like come in and pray, paying people to come in and worship. Right. Like, should we just call it a concert? And then, that seemed like more legit to me. Like, let's just call it a concert. People pay to see the concert. But if we're going to call it like a worship night, should we charge for people to worship? It just felt yeah, like weird. I guess that, yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess that, that can get a little bit like just in the semantics of it, you know, Yeah. of like, I think it's a little bit like trying to more so like set the expectation of what the people should expect that they're like going into, you know? Right. But right. I do get, I do get the dynamic. I see it a little bit different. It's different when it's a, I don't know, you know, when you're bringing in like an artist and, you know, just the cost of that and all, all that stuff, you know, it just kind of gets a little bit. Dude, I totally uh, get it. (laughs) It adds up, but it also, but it also, I think you want to keep, um, yeah, like I said, like keep like the expectation of like, what, what is this night? You know, is it a concert? I mean, it, kind of is i guess you could could say that but i think it sets the expectation of like this is actually you know like a night that we're all going to be like engaged together right yeah i mean bro i like i get it man like it's (laughs) so expensive you gotta pay a a ton of people like that you're not just showing up and like (laughs) but i get what you're saying about like what you know what do you call it like you know it's like are you charging the door to just like get into church yeah like i get i get what you're saying I think it's good to, as even as church leaders, to like always be asking those questions and wrestling through that stuff, you know. Um, yeah, but, sure. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it costs money to to uh, make this stuff <laughs> right. happen, you know. But and nobody, like, nobody's. I out of all those years of being on staff and doing all those, I didn't hear one person ever complain that like they were mad that they had to pay a ticket to come be a part of it. You know, nobody ever. Right. Like, I just kind of, I don't know, man, I go down deep, weird holes in my brain where I'm like, am I going to get to heaven? God's going to be like, what the heck was that all about? You know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, anyway, man. Yeah. So you put out an album recently, right? Yep, I did. Yeah. Tell us about that. Called, what was that like? Yeah, it's, a rec- it's just a five song record called Covered. Um, yeah. And it's just, a, I don't know, it's a, it's a collection of songs that I wrote just like within the last like six months or so. And we just got in the studio with a couple of like my musician friends we didn't kind of do a bunch of pre-production or anything like that. We just kind of had the bare bones of the song. We we're kind of like writing, finishing some of them like while we were in the studio, but it's mm. kind of like, I don't know, got together and kind of just expressed like, all right, what, how are these songs like going to come out? Like what's, what's the best atmosphere for, for these lyrics and, and these songs. And it was a really, really good experience. And, the songs kind of deal with overall in general kind of, you know, the title is called covered and that's like a word that me and my wife chose to kind of like speak over our family heading into this new year. Hmm. And and it's just this idea of, you know, it's easy in this world to feel like even if you're like married and even if you have kids and you're around a lot of people to feel alone and to feel isolated Yep. And and I know that I get in that, that way. I'm a introvert and sometimes I'll go in like headspace and I'll just feel lonely even if I'm around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I have to constantly like remind myself that like 
I mean, it's, it's a general statement of like, God is with you, you know, and it's something that as general as that is, or as often as we hear that, we do need to be reminded of that. But I think it's even more important in, in my life right now is that I had to remember like God walks before me. Hmm. He like is, He's ahead of me. He knows That's my steps, you know, yeah. 10 steps ahead of me. He's guarding my back. You know, the things that I can't control, uh, whatever, whatever somebody might be saying about me or anything, you know, anything that I can't see that's happening. Guard, God is like guarding my back yeah. and he's on my side. So wherever I'm stepping, he's there with me. Yeah. And so the idea for us of like, we're fully covered right now with the presence of Jesus is just a very freeing mindset to live in. Mm-hmm. It's something it's like a daily mindset. It's something I have to remind myself every single day. Hey, don't forget this. You know, yeah. every time I'm anxious or every time I'm like feeling discouraged, like, Hey, don't forget this. It's not, you don't get that. And then you are set for life. It's like a daily occurrence. Yeah. But, uh, but that's kind of where, I don't know, a lot of these songs kind of just even come from that mentality and come from that place. Hmm. That's good, man. Um, I, I'd love to maybe just end on this thought here and or hear your thoughts on this. Um, obviously, you've gone through a big transition in the last couple of years. Um, and everyone, whether they're whatever kind of season of life or whatever their normal life looks like, a lot of people go through transitions, right? Either with work or family, moving, whatever. Everybody's yeah. all going through some sort of transition exactly yeah yeah (laughs) and so one thing that i try to tell guys is like don't make a pros and cons list uh when you're going when you're like when you're when you're deciding which way you feel like god is leading you because oftentimes like if we just looked at scripture and the way god calls people like their cons list would be longer uh because god calls us into scary stuff right totally um, so for you guys as you're thinking through uh, as you've thought through like transition and stepping out in faith and kind of feeling a peace and unknown. Is there anything you'd say to guys who are maybe in the midst of transition or thinking that God might be transitioning them into something like, what advice would you give a guy who is in the middle of that season? Kind of along the lines with what you're saying about don't make a pros and cons list. I think that's such good advice. Um, but also is like never make a decision based out of like, like an emotional reaction. Yeah. And if you're thinking, you know, if you're feeling like, and I feel like we're supposed to step into this or whatever. And then, I don't know, something like emotional would trigger you to be like, yep, we're doing that like right now. Mm-hmm. I would say, don't ever let that be what triggers you. Because our emotions can be liars. And mm-hmm. our emotions, our feelings are very deceptive and manipulative. And even if, even if the end result is going to be you to transition, you know, into like a new season or whatever it might be, I think to kind of always take a deep breath, kind of recenter your heart, you know, sleep mm-hmm. on it is, is way better because I don't know. I mean, there are so many times, you know, when I might be thinking about making like a big decision where an emotional response would have, I don't know, just kind of like destroyed the process for me, yep. you yep. know? And instead of, stepping in obedience to what I know the Lord has like called me to, I kind of stepped, even if you're stepping into the same thing, it was, it was done with, with like a wrong motive or with an impure heart, you know? But I know, you know, I know of all the times that I have like kind of removed my emotion from it 
and stepped in it with just kind of a confidence of like, I'm being obedient to Jesus, not being obedient to my feelings. Uh, the Lord is just, I don't know. He's really blessed it. And he's really like, it's just been a really, really good process for us. That's good, man. That's good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll end there. Cause I think that's so good. Um, uh, I guess the last thing is uh, you're going to be on tour. You're you're heading out yep. with Hillsong and traveling yep. all over the U.S. And uh, so how can guys find out more about that and come see you? Uh, I mean, easiest place is Instagram and Twitter. It's just Mac Brock. Um, I'm on Facebook or, you know, a website. Website is just MacBrock.com. So all the normal standard stuff, I'm there. Sweet, man. Well, uh, for the listeners, go buy the new album. Uh, go see Mac on the road. Uh, I imagine that's amazing, man. Uh, I've never uh, been like part of seeing Hillsong and been part of, I never got to see you. They're really, really amazing. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, you'll be in my neck of the woods in June. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna get off this call and go figure out how to get some tickets <laughs> so I can come come worship. Make sure you, to man. connect if you do. Okay. All right, man. Well, thank you, man. I know you got you're so busy, but thanks for taking the time to hang out with us today. It means a lot. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. See you. Bro. Hey guys, hope today's episode was encouraging to you, pointed you a little bit closer to Jesus. If you would, take just a minute and leave a review on iTunes. It helps us just spread the word, get more guys connected to what we're doing. Also, if you'd consider leaving a financial contribution, uh, it helps us move forward. You can do that by going to dadtire.com forward slash donate. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.